Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So 129 people at least killed as a result of those attacks in Paris. And the repercussions have been felt worldwide. The G20 summit is taking place in Turkey this week. Leaders have already vowed to combat growing foreign terrorist fighters. Also, finance ministers discussing ways in which that terrorist financing can be tackled. Professor Nick O'Brien is the head of the Australian Graduate School of Policing and Security at Charles Sturt University and specialises in counter-terrorism. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Nice to speak to you. Well, likewise. So these attacks, uh, we, we saw highly orchestrated in terms of timing, a number of different venues, some of which were surprising, and also a broad range of materials used from guns to bombs to siege tactics. What's your interpretation of all that? I think this is a, a very sophisticated uh, terrorist operation. Um, as you say, they used a number of different tactics, um, suicide attacks, uh, we're using uh, using bombs. They were using Kalashnikov rifles and a siege hostage situation, um, and they obviously tried to blow blow them. One of them tried to blow up in a, um, a, a in a stadium. So th- this was a very sophisticated, well planned um, operation. We are all left wondering why. What possible aims could be achieved with attacks of this nature? Well, France um, has been mentioned <clears throat> a number of times by the, the Islamic State as being um, a, a target. Um, so they produce their own uh, magazine, which is available online, and in that they have urging people to attack France. Um, and also the, their head spokesman, Al-Adnani, has been urging people to uh, attack France as well. And it's because France are involved with, with the US in, in, in a coalition and are involved in, in, in dropping bombs on the Islamic State. A number of countries are allied militarily to the United States, including ourselves in South Korea. And in fact, before this attack, there was a scare at a large shopping mall here in in Seoul, which kind of bemused many, thinking, you know, why would IS or anyone affiliated with IS want to target us here? Does it go to show, though, that, that anyone can be forced into victimhood, or are there particular countries like Paris that will continue to be the focus of attention, maybe London, maybe New York, for example? Well, I, I think the countries that are highest on their, on their target list are the US, UK, Germany, uh, France, uh, Canada's also been mentioned, and Australia, where I am. <clears throat> so those are the countries that are, have been mentioned um, specifically. However, I think that any country that's involved in the, in the coalition that's involved with, with helping the US would be seen as a, a legitimate target for them. Um, I think the issue really is, <clears throat> is could they carry out an attack? Have they the capability of, of carrying out an attack in, uh, in, in South Korea? And it's probably less so in South Korea than in, than in, than in Europe. Yes, indeed. And when we look at France, though, do we have to go further back in history? Do we have to look at the colonial era of, of their role in North Africa and, and the subsequent influx of uh, immigrants to France? It's a very multicultural society, but there is a subs- substantial North African French population whose religion happens to be Islam. 
Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think about 7.5% of their, um, their population is uh, uh, Islamic, so they, they have a considerable number of, uh, uh, of, of people there from the Islamic faith. Um, and I guess you, you, do, you do have to look back in, in history to, to colonial, colonialism, like um, <clears throat> you know, the UK was extensively involved in, the, in that as well. Um, I think the immediate, the immediate um, reason for the attacks, though, are the, the involvement in, in, with, with the US and the involvement in the, in the bombing campaign. Yes. It's, it's just having so many people there, and then even if you have a very small proportion of them being radicalised, it's still maybe a few hundred, maybe a few thousand who could be influenced by this. There's also the suggestion that disaffected youths in Belgium, for example, can be radicalised. And, and that maybe goes for cities across the world. But uh, I know that one of the suburbs of Brussels has been the focus of attention here. And, and that kind of discussion shifts away from simply responding by leading airstrikes on Raqqa and Syria, as we've seen in the last few hours. What do you think is the most appropriate response? Um, it's, it, it's very difficult. There's a military response. So there's the boots on, on the ground uh, response. <clears throat> Normally, something like that would be, would be uh, led by the US. The US have made it very clear that they're not keen on that. They don't want body bags back in, uh, back in, in their country. They would rather see countries in the region put boots on the ground. But all military strategists, I'm certainly not one of them, but all the ones I've, I've heard have said that um, the only way of defeating ISIS is by boots on the ground and bombing and sending drones in to, to, to bombers um, as well. It will have an impact, but it's not going to stop them. Um, the other, th other things you have to look at, I think, are the, the in-country responses. So, for example, the, the responses of the, the police and the intelligence organisations. Uh, and thirdly, is the, is, is the community, and that's making sure that the, the community is, is on your side and is speaking up against uh, terrorism whenever um, horrible events like this happen. There are a number of countries around the world, from Afghanistan to Iraq to Syria to, to Libya to I could continue, frankly, uh, who have yeah. this connection of Islam. Now, again, I want to stress that I'm not suggesting and no one should suggest that every Muslim around the world is going to be remotely inspired by this. In fact, most would condemn what's happened. However, it does cross borders, this tendency to be radicalized, even if it's a, a small minority of people, that suddenly becomes a, a significant problem. Do we have to do something to confront and join up with Islam? Um, I, I don't think we, we, we confront Islam. I think, you know, you quite rightly made the point very strongly that it, it's, it's not, this is not an issue with, with Islam. It, it's, it's an issue with um, people who've got a certain um, political agenda or a certain agenda which is, um, um, they happen to be of, of the Isla Islamic faith. And, and if you look at where oh, the, the what, what the Islamic State want to do is it's not just Iraq and Syria they're interested in the, they used to call themselves um, the Islamic State in, in, in the Levant and Levant is yes. uh, a lot bigger area than, than that you know, including southern Turkey and, and Cyprus um, and in some um, experts um, say they're also looking at uh, North Africa as well so I think their expansionist um, um, aim is, 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 is large but um, the, yeah, the so, reason I say so, that is because I, I can hear from your accent that you're from the same part of the world as me. And, yeah. you know, you'll be aware that there'll be mosques in the UK where you will have radicalised preachers suggesting that 
other youngsters go and join up the fight. So we can't entirely ignore the Islamic connection there. No, you, you, you can't ignore it. You, you can't ignore it. And, and that's why, as, as I said, it's really important to get the community on, on your side. Um, and it's important to get um, imams and leaders of the community standing up and, and condemning this and, and, and trying to make sure that, that no that none of the young people um, want to go over there. I mean, France has got a, an awful situation, and I think they've admitted to having about 1,500 of their people um, um, go over over there um, to fight, which is which is a, quite a, a, a large amount when you consider what other countries have, have got. They've also got something like, I think, 700 um, return fighters as well. So they've got a, a, a huge problem over the hand, on the hands of people wanting to go over there and, and people having, having returned. Therefore, we do need the community to, to, um, to step up, um, condemn. And that's not to say that, that, that people aren't still going to go across because they, they always will. So no matter what moderate um, Islamic leaders say, you're always going to have a proportion of people who are going to ignore that, who are going to want to go over and fight. But it's really important to get the community on side, I think. Yes, Professor O'Brien, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Professor Nick O'Brien from Charleston University in Australia. We welcome emails on this topic, EFM this morning at gmail.com. You can also find us for free on Kakao Talk by searching TBS EFM by a plus friend. Just add us there and um, message away at your liberty. If anyone is listening and has either an Islamic background personally or has been involved in this issue for whatever reason in whatever avenue we'd love to hear from you either a defense or an insight into this area we'll continue in just a few moments <laughs>